0: What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? It's almost, uh, it's almost turkey day here in, in the U.S. of A., which you know what that means. It's Black Friday coming up here. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that we got our Black Friday sale going on at Seek Outside right now. That means we got 10% off everything on the website. So if you uh, went out there and froze your ass off this year and you need to get that stove, hit it up for that. You need a, a more comfortable, lighter backpack that's waterproof. Hit it up for that. Even if you just want to get something smaller or bigger for for your system that didn't really work this year, hit that Black Friday sale. It's going on till Friday, the 25th. Um, so jump on it now. 10% off site wide. You know, here at Seek Outside, we don't do too many sales, so um, this is one of the big ones that we do every year. So get it while you can, man. Alright, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is a field podcast. I did this with my my hunting buddies while we were uh, freezing cold in the cab of my truck. And we were just talking about doing a little, uh, you know, recap of some of the stuff that we're doing. I know, I know recently we've been doing a lot of hunting stuff. It's just because it's hunting season and that's all I do during this time. So, you know, bear with us. It was a great podcast. We talked about some fun things. I feel like it's a good one. Um, for you to kind of understand if you haven't been hunting, uh, what, you know, kind of the grind we talk, talk about the grind a lot. So hopefully, uh, y'all enjoy this episode. Um, yeah. And hit that Black Friday sale. All right. Oh, and last thing, we got a new segment of our Seek Outside Day Trips, um, page up on YouTube. That's going to be coming out next week at some point. Um, I think next Tuesday or Thursday, so Make sure you check that one out and let us know how we did on that one. All right.
1: Welcome to the Seek Outside Podcast. Hey, then you, you think
0: that's bad. You see Ryan on the phone in the office. Seek Outside Podcast.
1: You <laughs> like real stats, and I agree to Just wired that way,
0: Brad guy. That's how I do it. You want to, uh, you want to set the scene for us? What's going on here?
2: Well, we've been out for about six days, Mm -hmm. the last six days, and hiking up and down a few mountains.
0: Oh yeah, a few of them. Where we? But like, describe what we're doing right now.
2: Currently, we're. Sitting inside of a nice warm truck, it's Mm -hmm. pretty breezy outside, Mm -hmm. in the middle of some,
0: looks like sagebrush and oak brush and juniper, yeah, we got uh, Mr. Brian Howell, we got Mr. Riley Nelson, Hello, my hunting buddies for the week, Um, and we're taking some time out of our day to do a little podcast here, Um, but yeah, we're sitting in a truck. Middle of the day, probably noon, one o'clock. Getting ready to go back out, yep. but I think we're gonna chat a little about a little bit about our experiences, the fun yeah. times that we've had this last week. I'm sure you can hear the uh, the anguish and the 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 sleep that is on our voices. It's been a long, long week. We've uh, been hunting for six days now. Tomorrow's our last morning um been moving around a lot been hunting a lot a lot of early mornings early nights as well because it's uh third season and it gets dark early but uh yeah and it's it's cold right now it's about 25 degrees outside of the outside of the truck we were going to do it outside but too windy so
1: my lungs can't take it anymore (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it's been brutal but you know hey that's that's uh third season in colorado
2: yep
0: um Riley, you want to break down the hunting portion for us?
1: Yeah. How's th- it been? It's, uh, it's been good. It's been, we've covered just about every type of hunting, I think, mm-hmm. that we can. <coughs> yeah. I think we've hunted at, we're trying now our final last ditch at a totally different place, mm-hmm. up more on Macy type of terrain. Yeah. Maybe what I would consider wintering <coughs> grounds. Yep. Uh, But we've done tall stuff. We've done canyon stuff we've done uh lots of up and down. Mm-hmm. And so I think we've uh we've given it our best shot trying to find them. And most of the time we found them, it's been on private. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's been it I've only really done the early season stuff before. Mm-hmm. So I probably had some false uh ideas of what third season was going to be like that it was yeah. going to be easier cuz you have a big gun. Mhm. No. Not a, not a stick.
0: Not the case not i mean it's harder honestly because third season is you know the elk around here have been getting hunted since september 1st Mm. all the way till we're in mid-november just week after week getting pounded chased around so you know and and third season can be nice because technically they can be down lower but i mean we've found elk at ten thousand feet you know where there's 12 14 inches of snow on the ground um i you know i really don't believe i I mean i think there are wintering grounds and there are summer grounds Mm -hmm. but to say that elk can't exist you know i mean even two feet of snow as long as there's willows sticking up above the snow or or you know bare patches on south facing slopes two feet is nothing to an elk especially a big old bull elk with antlers that can rake away snow and stuff like that so um i'm not a huge you know i don't i don't think that you should pass up an area um in third season just because it's it's not winter area you know i mean we saw elk way up in there um and anywhere steep and deep they're gonna like it yeah they're gonna like it i think you hear that
1: more from colorado people Mm -hmm. that have been hunting for a long time you hear a lot about the sort of areas they are from people well, at least I do right mm-hmm. the, the people when you talk to the locals they find them um, everywhere the The weird thing was that first spot had all the signs of all the elk kind of con- you know the math equation was there mm-hmm. everything yeah. was there um, but no elk <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was it was miraculous too because there was no people in that first spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh man, this might be uh this might be nice." We got to the first spot and driving in on the road and it's not it's not a maintained road, but easy to get up there and, you know, you could get up in there in a Toyota Camry probably yeah. with all-wheel drive. Um but uh yeah, no people anywhere. On yeah. this on this road, I mean, the only other people that we saw weren't even hunters, and
2: um, <clears throat> yeah, a couple we, snowmobilers.
0: Mm-hmm. And we had all the ground in the world to glass, and we glassed for two straight days and didn't see an elk. We yeah. saw one deer. That was all. But you know that that brings up another point about that type of thing. I mean, that spot that we were looking over was. I mean, you could probably see a hundred square miles. I mean, yeah, just in terms of like all the, and so I think at some point that gets to be a little bit overwhelming and you don't, you know, you find yourself glassing faster, right? Cause there's not yeah. like one specific area that you're like, okay, that's where elk would be. It's like this whole place looks elky. So we could have missed a bunch of them, you know, sure. that could have been up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was, I was bummed out about that cause it was just cool, a cool spot to go. So, now what we're doing is we're we're uh, we've transformed into more road hunters. That's right. Mm-hmm. We started back <laughs> started back country.
1: It, it's like the I wonder about when you like that first spot. We didn't see any hunters, mm-hmm. and you take that as an initial good thing, and then you start realizing you're in Colorado, and there's just going to be hunters everywhere. Yeah. So it's almost yeah. like a si- it's like sign now. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking, yeah. You're looking for hunters. It's yeah. sort of like the first sign. It's like yeah. oh, there's hunters. There. Yeah. It must be good. Yeah. 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 There's Going truth back, and not truth to that. Yeah, Brian.
2: Going yeah. back to how much land we were looking over, with it being, you know, I'm a little new to the to the elk hunting world, and especially the glassing part of things, being from back east. Um, that was it was a little, I would say, overwhelming as far as the amount of land we could see. Mm-hmm. So glassing pretty fast was something that I was trying to pay attention and and not do. Yeah. But it's just hard when there's you know. Yeah. There's so much land and there's so many draws that you can look up into and you want to glass over them real quick. Mm-hmm. But um, as the week's gone off, you know, uh, and I've spotted different elk, it takes takes a little bit of time to, you know, figure them out and get your elk
0: eyes on, I guess. Yeah, especially when there's a little snow on the ground, just because I feel like it's a little bit more yeah. <sighs> like they they don't pop as much you know just because you're looking for like when there's no snow you're looking for a light spot but when there's snow on the ground and especially when you know all the aspens are are kind of the same color as as elk <laughs> right. because they don't have leaves it's it definitely is a little bit harder to to find them out there yep but yeah we uh so we started out um camping um <laughs> Which was a, a bad idea. <laughs> no, it was
1: it was fun. It yeah, was actually it, it was pretty cool. Gotta yeah. see the seek outside tents do their thing. That oh, was yeah. cool. The That's hot right. tents were fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, a, was
2: the first time I had used yeah. a stove in a tent and I was very surprised. Yeah. You know, obviously with it getting dark a little bit earlier. That was the worst time was in between, you know, five thirty and when you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um but it seemed like, you know, I slept pretty well, yeah, honestly.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think we were all warm. But still, I mean the thing is when it's i don't know that second morning was probably nine degrees ten degrees something like that makes it real hard to get
2: out of the bag and out of the tent yeah at that point
0: that was that was the big thing um but i i really liked our camp setup it was kind of cool because we we took out two eight person teepees we had one for you guys one for me and owen yeah um and then we also brought your little ice fishing hut Mm -hmm. which was which was kind of like our our uh our spot to eat and cook and stuff like that and we also brought the little buddy heater for in there that's
1: right nice which clutch.
0: was it was nice to stay warm little, while you're cooking
1: little north dakota uh influence there little yeah. ice fishing influence yep yeah
0: how how was it uh, well i guess both of you guys but north dakota guy he's probably used to that kind of weather but what about you brian how did you how did you enjoy the I, I feel like there's especially thinking back on it now yeah. There's a little bit of it's like that was badass. Yeah. You feel that yet?
2: Stop. Yeah, sure. Uh yeah. I mean, I think this whole week has been pretty badass and mm-hmm. um as far as the temperatures I you know, what we were probably in the single digits there for maybe the first or second night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and to be honest, uh the the hardest thing for me is my feet cuz yeah. my feet sweat, so I can't really use insulated boots mm-hmm. and you know, regular boots don't really keep you too warm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I feel like I was, I've always been a, a colder temperature type person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was all right. Uh, coming from Cincinnati, this right before this trip, we had a pretty warm spell and I mean, it was, uh, I think the lows were like in the fifties, mm-hmm. you know? So, and they got up into the seventies. So I really wasn't even prepared for a lot of this stuff, but, um, Layering did its job, and you know, good socks is, is kind of where it's at.
0: Good, yeah. What about you, Riley? You you feeling you feeling excited about it yet? Or You, you want to go back home and get warm? Oh yeah, yeah. And take no, I want hot springs. We need to find hot springs. That's <laughs> yeah, what we need we to do. We do. <laughs>
1: no, it's it's funny though. My bones <laughs> lost memory of all the cold, mm-hmm. and then. But uh, there's this weird. I was thinking about this weird thing where you feel like you're building something. So whether it's this trip we today we mm-hmm. get the elk or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Or what it's next season? I just that's how my mindset I try to do cuz I had to do that for archery pronghorn this year mm-hmm. where day after day you're just like this is you know it starts getting old, right? Yep. And like to this trip for sure it's been the cold in the lungs. I felt mm-hmm. it in my lungs more than I've ever felt. Uh typically I get my mountain lungs within a day or two and I got them, but now I'm just dealing with that cold. Breathing but air th- and th- yeah. those sort of like whatever sufferings or whatever you want to call them right the part of hunting that is what you call type two fun is that right yeah uh that that's what i visualize will be uh rewarding what's you, what's when it happens name? you know what i mean yeah. yeah so that's that's the way i try to keep positive through all this through all the cold and all the you know and it's been also beyond cold just like for a while we didn't see elk mm-hmm. we weren't sure they existed anymore yep. yeah you had to start convincing yourself yeah. um You know, and I think that's (coughs) one thing I thought about when you guys were talking about the first spot was there's something to a first spot in getting your elk eyes right. And the one challenge of that spot was a lot of country was far away. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard. Like you spotted something way away and I couldn't even. It was like a speck. And uh, so for me, like the the last place we were at, you could see a lot better closer. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily public, but you could see stuff. And so it was easier to get your eyes start going. Okay, that's the shape I'm looking for, the color everything else you know what I mean so there's something to that too oh definitely
0: yeah I mean I I definitely feel that like you your glass and eyes get rusty after Mm -hmm. a while and then you but as soon as you see an elk you're like all right yeah that's that's it's like the size right because there's so many things out there that look like elk so many rocks (laughs) bushes all that kind of thing and but you know it's really the size yeah for Mm -hmm. me that is like and you know where they're at you know if they're on a the edge of a meadow you Sure. know it's, that's always a good sign mm-hmm. if you're spotting the right thing but uh but yeah you, that's a that's a good point you definitely have to get your glass and eyes ready but yeah so after the first spot we uh didn't really I mean obviously didn't see any elk the, the first place but then we kind of the second morning we went to a different spot um and we all saw tracks yep but nothing super promising i mean a lot of them were like going on private or or leading to somewhere that you know we weren't going to hunt um <clears throat> and you know those guys driving the road we were actually driving back to camp and some dude had shot one right off the road yeah. mm-hmm. there was there were people this is like a, a you know a popular highway in colorado i w- I would say it's a definitely a highway mm-hmm. yeah and people were just tight target shooting right off the road yeah Yeah. paved road paved road at first
2: uh riley and i drove by and we thought you know they were shooting at elk because we had just driven past the folks that had loaded up an elk and we were like well maybe this is the area they're in and then we come around the corner and these guys are posted up on the side of the road just and so we pulled over and you know we were wondering what was going on and i mean he shot probably three times and within five minutes so
0: weird it's weird so weird but you know, it's it's a popular spot in Colorado. Lots of guys, because there's lots of elk. But and it, we were kind of talking about this, Riley. That like when you're choosing your spot, you know, the, for me, I would rather see less people mm-hmm. and less elk than more people mm-hmm. and and more elk. But maybe those elk are just like you know, getting pushed all over the place. And you know, I, I like to have a pure hunt you know it it is nice if somebody pushes something your way you know i'm not going to complain about that but i feel like competing with guys for the trailhead and you know i don't know people get nasty i get nasty yeah (laughs) Yeah. so it's kind of a there's some compromises to be had there i we oh go ahead brian
1: uh
2: we got a little taste of that um with the area that had quite a few atvs in it you know it was Mm -hmm. it felt like there was a ton of sign and everything like that, but, you know, you look over the, to the next ridge or whatever and you see a hunter over there and then you hear one coming up the, mm-hmm. the road you came in on and yep. uh, it can get discouraging
0: pretty yep. quick Yeah,
1: when there's more hunters around. Yeah, definitely. I, I was going to say, I think, you have this preconceived notion of what the mountains are. So I live on the east side of the state where it's flat, basically Kansas, mm-hmm. Colorado. Uh, and you're used to seeing, because you can see for everything, right? So you're used to seeing it and that's part of the game right it's like and there's especially any public out there because there's not very much of it but like yeah, this like mountains are supposed to be you in the mountains right mm-hmm. experiences in alaska that's very much you know you don't and most times you can get away from people in alaska because it's so big but out here it's just part it's it's something i have to keep telling myself like reminding myself when you get out here like that's just part of it too like mm-hmm. it's you can you, like you said there's a purity scale to this whole thing and i, I do believe in that i think i like to balance that out because i would rather be in an area where you're just not having the, the, the variable of other people is so hard because because it you just don't know, yeah. you know. Um, and so if you can, I, I like removing that. I like the idea of just being out. That's why I go out here. I like to be out by myself or, or with friends. Um, but it's also just part of Colorado, mm-hmm. you know. And so you hear about it over and over and over. And yeah. so it's at one point you just got to accept that that's what we're doing, yeah. you know.
0: yep Well, my dad said it best. Colora- hunting uh, Colorado over the counter is like the, the dirty crack whore. Uh, it's it's definitely um i don't know just i i you know i hunted new mexico earlier this year and you know everything is very limited there um the unit we hunted wasn't super crazy to get but there was a lot less people the elk were acted so much different than what they do here here in colorado and i mean even up in montana man when i've hunted up there it's I don't know, they just act different. I think I think part of it is there's a ton of recreation that happens in Colorado so elk are just getting pushed all the time. Um they're never quite comfortable. Um but it's also just, man, you know, there's a lot of hunters that choose it as their last spot, which hey, I mean, I get it. I get it. You want to hunt, you want to hunt and that's just kind of part of it and um but it it there's no denying that it can lead to a, a lower quality hunt you know but to stop being negative it's been (laughs) fun i mean we've yeah hey we've got into
1: elk what i was gonna say is you were talking about seeing elk do elk things and the behaviors that they have right so new mexico versus colorado me and brian got to see some pretty cool well and even with you yesterday was not to get ahead of ourselves here on the journey but yesterday was cool we got to see some real like late i don't know what if you call it late rut second rut whatever just memories of the past i don't know what that but you got to see some Cool behavior, some a little bit of bugling, some cool things that uh, it's just us were there, mm-hmm. you know. So that part was very pure, you know. Mm-hmm. We're watching it, and yep. that's the stuff that I, I, you know, I'd love to shoot a bull. I'd love to be there, with Brian, or one, you know, you shoot a bull, but that's 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 a win. That's yep. pretty cool to see, you know, some of that stuff. Yeah, and Especially, the cows calling. Yeah, we could hear cow's the cows calling. talking to each other.
0: Spike, Spike yeah. letting yeah. out a half. He bugle. was trying. Yeah, and no, I mean, you know, we after saying all that like we got away from people yep. as yeah it's possible like yep. we but <clears throat> it also kind of because the second spot that we went to was a spot that i've hunted for a long time and um never always during archery season never during rifle season um but it was kind of like you know uh i was led into this kind of secret spot um and you know it it pays to have local knowledge for sure because as yeah. soon as we went to this spot we saw our first elk yeah yeah that was that was alive you know obviously you guys saw that one getting hauled up but um and then yeah I mean yesterday if we would have had cow tags we'd be good oh yeah, yeah. We, if yeah. we had but uh the other thing is we ran into a rancher <clears throat> that uh you know kind of works in the area and uh said that the spot that we have been hunting because, you know we we moved after that one spot to um a, a completely different unit and kind of started hunting there and uh but this this rancher had said that during second season because the weather this year you know got a lot of snow um during second season pushed a lot of the stuff down from higher Hot. places, and he said that a lot of a lot of bulls had been shot mm-hmm. um so, and that's another thing, man. It's like weather definitely then, can help or hurt you so much.
2: Yeah, so like from what, Ryan, you were saying was, you know, second season we got snow out here or whatever, and that kind of pushed them down. And then it seems like a lot of that snow has melted just even in the first couple of days that, that I was here. And, mm.
0: uh, accompanied and it's that cold. with, Yeah. But it's just the sun.
2: Accompany that with some some pressure. And, you know, those elk, I mean, I don't think they have any issues going right back up. No, as high as they need to go to get out of the way. No, definitely not. And that's kind of what uh, you know. Take it with a grain of salt, but what the rancher was saying, mm-hmm. as far as um, he gave us a couple, a uh, uh, couple pointers, and um, go way uh, up yeah, at the top of the yeah, mountain. Yeah. yeah, you see yeah. that
0: avalanche shoot. Yeah. yeah, that's where they're at. Yeah, but yeah. we were talking rancher. Like, if if some if you're like hunting near some ranch or something like that. <clears throat> The rancher's never gonna tell you, Oh yeah, you just <laughs> sit on our fence line and you'll see it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's always gonna be go to the farthest point from here. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. But uh yeah, I mean so so now we're kinda just uh we've we're we're throwing up a Hail Mary. Yep. We're going to a spot where we've kinda heard that there might be some some elk held up in like a sanctuary private land area. Um that's uh you know might be able to catch catch some on the brink and um, sneaking over to the public yeah yep exactly there, there's we saw a few hunters down there but there weren't a ton yeah but mm-hmm. so so this is our second year doing this yep. what uh I, I think next year we were kind of thinking about doing something else but i think so what's the what's the perspective on on elk hunting in colorado like if the only option was to come back and do it next year or um well i guess i shouldn't shouldn't put options sure. there like <laughs> w- like would you do this again or would you do it differently
2: <clears throat> oh i think i would definitely do it again i mean yeah. for me like a lot of it's just seeing new country anyway mm-hmm. i mean a lot of most of these places i would have never gone to for recreation for mm-hmm. hiking or or anything like that backpacking mm-hmm. back in you know back in deep so um, that's a big thing that I've enjoyed, especially some of these out of the way spots, you know, where we were the first couple of days is, uh, probably a little more popular overall. Um, but I feel like we've kind of gotten back into, um, uh, these little hideaway spots where, um, a lot of people aren't going to just drive up just to see what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. but when you're chasing, chasing elk, you got to go where you think they might be. Yeah so
1: no i mean it's like to be expected though right because ryan you were saying seven years for for your first 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 so i mean we're putting our time in so no i i think um (laughs) i am going to welcome a warmer hunt next year but uh i'll still probably i mean i'm in the state so i'll probably still get out elk hunting somewhere yeah um you know that's the nice thing is is there are areas that you can go out i mean last year i was i was along with some people that you know, got in them in a weekend type mm-hmm. of thing. So you can still make a hunt of it. It's not, I mean, I, I really enjoy looking forward to a week knowing we're going to go do something fun, mm-hmm. right? Expensive camping a lot of times. But yeah. <laughs> we're going to go out. You know, camping. go out. And we're going to, we're going to just, and it's also, um, <clears> I've, I think we talked about this. I, I've done a lot this year. Most of my hunting's been alone. So whether it's deer hunting or antelope hunting, a lot of it's been, yeah. and when I was growing up, I, I didn't like that. So it's been nice to do that, but to be able to be with friends and Mm -hmm. some of my, some of my best friends to be out, uh, just sharing the time out and stuff like that. We've had great conversations and all those things are little added benefits. I I think are facilitated by being out, you know, and, and like right now we're doing the podcast in front of mountains, right? Mm -hmm. Like this stuff is just inspiring to be, that's why I moved out here is because it feels different than being on the plains. And you just have this kind of big stuff. It's, it's humbling. It's challenging. It it makes you want to go out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean that, and and sometimes you know in the middle of the week when you've been hiking up and down them you can forget it or get a little bitter but it's a good perspective to yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so I I like that about elk hunting as opposed to maybe some other things we've been talking about um, so I'll I'll continue to do it I I love doing it on my seventh year we'll get it done yeah yeah exactly I think just out of the the
2: two years we've we've done this um I be like if it was a Colorado thing. Uh, I would definitely do it again, but I think we've learned a few things as far as what to do maybe differently or try yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, maybe a little warmer, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, try to change up the tags a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, we all three have just over the counter bull tags. tags. And like you said, if we would have had cow tags, I think, you know, at least one of us would have been tagged out.
0: If yeah. not all of us. I mean, we've, uh Yesterday morning, we could have got three of them. <laughs> or, or, yeah, <laughs> or even uh, like
2: a mule deer tag, yeah. you know, because we've mule been bears. seeing oh, yeah. plenty of those yeah. around. And uh,
0: Saw a big old bear. Yeah, saw the yeah. bear. Yep. So I think
2: yeah. I think maybe changing up the tags and, you know, or if, if the only option is uh, bull tags or, like, one type of tag, you know, maybe a, a different season yeah. as far as the pressure goes. Yeah. Which I, it's never going to be no pressure <laughs> or even light pressure for that matter, but um, I think you can – Put yourself in a better better spot than yeah. third season over the counter.
0: Yeah, there are definitely definitely are, but you know people get it done, and yeah. I mean the the I think there's been a, a couple things like you can always say, oh if we would have gone during second season, sure. so, like a lot of the tracks we were seeing, were like, oh man, we just missed them by a few days. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If only we were here in during second season, right. but you know I'm sure during second season we would have been like you know oh man if only we were we were here during third season you know get a little weather but um and same goes for archery too i mean i I remember last year on a hunt i was thinking a lot of times like man i just wish i had a rifle you know because we could we could go to some bigger country and it would probably and there's been many a times where if you if i would have had a rifle you know could have got a, a, a bull or you know an animal that i was hunting for but just because you're hunting with a bow but but then rifle season comes around and you're like man i wish i would have hunted them earlier so they weren't sure. pressured so yeah. it's it's like this whole this whole balance thing and at the end of the day it's just making excuses it, yeah. it's not excuses it's it's uh trying to justify yeah rationalize some things yeah rationalizing because i mean you know, I I believe there there is skill to hunting, right? There's <clears throat> glassing, I feel like, is yep. a skill. It's, uh, it's, it's something that you get better at. Um, knowing where animals are going to be is a skill. Um, hiking is a skill. Absolutely. Huh? But at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to just luck and being kind of in the right spot at the right time. And especially if you're archery hunting, that it, there's so much luck that's yeah. involved. And the the more days you spend out there, the more likely you are to get that's lucky. Yeah. That's
1: what got me out of, the, out of bed in the morning. Yeah. It's like, all right, we just got to keep. as long. I mean, you're not going to see it, as I say, right? You're not going to see it if you're not there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like, I just wanted to be on that ridge, and we'll just sit there and watch, and something will at some point. And, like, and yes, that, last night when we, we that, were sitting there not expecting it, and all of a sudden a bugle happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. Stuff like that, you're just not going to have happen if you're not at that spot at that time. So it's luck, it's time, it's just being there. And I mean, I think, I think, uh, when I think back to my grandpa hunting with him when I was young, that was what that was the recipe. Just find a spot where you think they might be and sit, Mm -hmm. yeah, sit and wait. Time and optics, yep, you know, yeah. And I think
2: we've had a progression too through this trip. I mean, uh, I think Riley was talking about it, uh, yesterday or whatever. You know, we went from Glassing all day and not seeing anything to yeah. to glassing and seeing them on private, and then you know glassing seeing them on public and wrong species, think, yeah.
0: yeah, or wrong wrong sex, right? Yeah. And then
2: you know it's just kind of taking a step almost every day, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more in the right direction, but uh, yeah. when you've only got a week, you
0: got to get it done exactly. Well, it, it, yeah, you definitely learn a lot of stuff, and I. I haven't hunted third rifle season in a long time. I mean, ever since, probably since I was in high school was the last time that we hunted this time. I don't even know if it was, I think the season dates were probably a little bit different back then, but last time I hunted November was, was back then. Um, And, you know, so it's kind of a a new experience for me. And I, I just kind of go on, you know, the, the things that you've heard and you go on what you think is going to be there but there's still definitely that learning curve of like and it'll probably be 100 percent different next year if we hunted yeah. third season right mm-hmm. different weather different pressure mm-hmm. different elk and you know from different areas so and it's just but the the thing is you just get to see stuff that you never Get to see, and I think there's something fun to being out in the cold after it's done <laughs> yeah yeah after it's done, but and I mean like this spot that we're sitting right now is just absolutely gorgeous I mean people mm-hmm. literally come to this whole state for yeah. vacation, yep mm-hmm. right and and you know this area this uh this county people definitely come to for for vacation, and we're just out here chilling, having a podcast in Florida. Yep, in Florida. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Dallas, Texas yeah. is
1: where we're at right now. Yeah, blue skies. It's it's actually, yeah, it's it's crazy. The Colorado sun when you're in a car gets hot. Yeah, but it's still pretty cold. Outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to open the door right now. <laughs> no, no,
0: yeah. no. Yeah, it's it's interesting the what the cold just takes out of you, man. Like, I I don't know. I feel like I could during archery season I can go like, you know take a nap during the day i'm good yeah. to go mm. but there's something about just sitting out in the cold and like having to switch layers like you hike and you get hot yeah. you gotta mm. take your jacket off it's just like this whole other element to it and the the sun coming down at 5:30. it's just a, it's a different thing it's more like mentally mm-hmm. grueling i would say especially when you're not when you don't have you know the greatest elk encounters i think sure. that's a big yeah, part yeah. of it but yeah
1: um, yeah. I will say I'm. I was thinking about this while you're saying that. I think I'm pretty happy with how my gear, like I, yeah. it, it, it tested out pretty good. Uh, that was one thing I was I was interested to see because I haven't done this sort of level of cold and whatever. I mean, there's yeah. there's also like sh- battling the the um, oak brush mm-hmm. and all that in the cold when mm-hmm. all the fat you know your f- coats are all cold and all that stuff and. Got a little tore up. Did a little, got, went through a little war. A little patch job on that. Yep. Did a little patch job. But in general, I'm pretty happy with that. Like that's that was. I was thinking about that today when we were hiking. Like as long as you keep re- that's, the big thing about having good base layers is as long as you keep that regulation going. When you mm-hmm. feel that sweat happening, yep. Yep. take a break, take it off. Yep. and And you don't get cold. Definitely. Yeah, that's a
2: big thing. With, I mean, it doesn't. It seems like it doesn't matter what the temperature is. Like if I'm if I'm hiking, I'm going to be sweating. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, I'm I'm pretty happy with you know what i've what i've had as well i think the biggest change i might look into is maybe boots yeah um i think maybe just a little more space in the boot yeah maybe not insulated but maybe a wide version of a boot Mm -hmm. where i can let the sock have a little bit more
0: uh expansion there not getting compressed and yeah yeah um yeah yeah, my feet have always been the. the, the big bang. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, like, when it's cold out, feet just, that's the first thing that goes. I mean, obviously, gravity's not helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Circulation, you, you got a boot strapped on them. Yeah. So, it's always going to be cold. But I am i actually got these, uh, these what are they, Tamarack. They're insulated, 200-gram, uh, insulated boots for, like, 70 bucks at Sportsman's Warehouse. Oh, yeah. Pretty damn good. I was kind of scared. I was like, man, I'm probably going to get some some blisters cuz my other my La Sportiva's they just shit the bed on the right. last hunt. Um and uh I was like, "Oh man, I'm probably going to get blisters. This is going to suck." But we've been we've been crushing some hills. Yeah. yeah. No blisters. So Yeah. Yeah,
2: maybe a light insulation boot
0: might work. Yeah. Speaking of eleva- a- elevation, how many how many days do you think it took you to get get acclimated?
2: Oh yeah, I'm still not there. Yeah. So yeah, coming from Ohio, out here, I think I got out here a day or two early. Yep, for the hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just I feel like I'm never fully prepared. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as last year compared to this year, uh, I think the biggest thing is mentally um, staying with it because mm-hmm. I took a day off last year um, when I really probably could have, you know, joined you guys on that day.
0: Pushed through it. Yeah.
2: So um, this year, I feel like you know I'm, I was definitely obviously lagging behind on on a couple of those uh hikes but um just staying with it mentally i think was the biggest thing yeah just trying to push through it i mean i'm not there's not much i can do about the lung situation once once i'm out here so yeah really isn't you um, gotta
1: you gotta give a shout out to jordan david goggins rigsby oh yeah <laughs> for his attitude that's who i was thinking absolutely of i was thinking just keep on trucking yeah that's right
0: Definitely. well i think that's it trade just- the boats that, I think that's why I, like, walk so fast is because I don't want to look up and see. You got jetpacks, yeah. man.
2: You got <laughs> well, jetpacks on your feet. And it's that was nuts. another. That's another thing is when I'm hiking, you know, I guess my attitude when I'm hiking up a hill is just keep your head down and keep moving. Yeah. But when we were at uh, the first spot here, in, you know, we were hiking up this hill, and I had my head down, and then all of a sudden, you know, Ryan turned around, and he said, did you see that? And it was just, you know, it was a mule deer buck, but – that's the kind of things that I try to keep in mind when I'm hiking up a hill. Now, yeah. is try to keep your head up. Yeah, you know, keep yeah. looking because those are the things that can happen, and you know, very easily could have been a bull.
0: Definitely, so. yeah, for sure. And just, I, I think uh maybe it was Remy Warren that I heard say that, but I've I've always tried to hike with my head up. What I meant is just like head down mentality, like just get to the top. Obviously when you're walking through elky stuff you got to you got to be a little bit slower but when I when I'm trying to get to a spot I don't want to stop and think like you know cuz it just makes it worse but what I heard Remy Warren say which I think is very true you're always going to spot more stuff if you hike with your head up you know if you're hiking with your head down you get that that green tunnel right mm-hmm. you're just looking down at the plants here you maybe your mind ventures into an area that um is not conducive to being a good hunter. Um but if you're hiking with your head up, you know, there's always the chance. There's always the yeah. chance. Yeah. I mean, especially like with de- with like mule deer like what we've seen, man, <clears throat> we're in this one there's this one spot that's a really high draw unit for for mule deer. And uh here in Colorado and which is a lot of them. Um <laughs> but uh but especially for the third season, but um I mean we were we would be hiking, and you know, the, there was a couple of really nice bucks mm-hmm. that we just yeah. hiked within a hundred yards of, and they were just because of the terrain that we were in—super thick juniper. They just felt so safe that you weren't going to see them. But yep. as a hunter, if we would have had deer tags, then it, there would have been some bucks on the ground. Yeah, uh, you know, I was I was thinking about this. I think, like, because it's pretty hard to get within 40 yards of any animal right Mm -hmm. yeah whether it's white-tailed deer um you know mule deer antelope elk but realistic because like those cows yesterday and these are cows that have been hunted they're they're pressured they were on public land we were what 200 yards away from 250 Mm -hmm. and i you know i think they knew something was up with us i mean we're, we're trouncing through oak brush um we didn't have the greatest wind i was i was looking at it i don't think it was going directly at him but it was swirling a little bit it, yeah it was it was iffy yeah um and you know there they, there was a couple of the lead cows that would look up and yep. there were times where they'd kind of like run as if they were kind of a little bit on edge but um but pretty easy to get within 200 yards yeah right yeah. I, once you see them it's i feel like it's a lot easier get to within 200 yards yeah and i just don't think that animals like it makes sense with bow hunting right they've evolved for hundreds of years to get away from pre- predators that were that have to be within you know 40 yards of that animal to to strike right like mountain lion or something like that that's yep. probably a, a pretty long range for a mountain lion but uh so it makes sense as to why they you know why you can get you know, two, 400 yards, uh, you know, pretty easily on them once you see them. Uh, I, I just wonder how long it will take yeah. until that gets hard, you know? Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's been a fun trip. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, just sitting at camp and getting pizza after, yeah, you know, yeah. cause we're, we've been pizza. living lavishly yeah. here. We, we've been staying with, uh, with my parents actually at their house here uh, and then just driving out of there after the first two days, I think again, we could have made it the the long haul. We, we had a good camp. We were warm, uh, but it's always nicer to stay in a house. Oh yeah. In a oh, house. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get to sleep in a warm bed instead of sleeping on the floor. So
1: yeah. Um, starting the day with warm bones Oh yeah. is, is clutch. Boots? I was, Yeah. warm boots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything warm. Uh, the other thing I was gonna say you know about or what you were just saying is with your that's the other cool thing about this trip has been just your parents mm-hmm. and just having coming back and and then <coughs> having to the download with your dad mm-hmm. you know like yeah. what's happened that's fun i yeah. that's something that I remember you know as growing up with with my parents and my grandpa and yeah. then uh we've had some really cool conversations yeah you know yeah, definitely. and that's been part of this it's all the experience right and so um so that's been cool just again it kind of goes back to. For me, it's a bookmark of a week in my year, mm-hmm. right? Like, so whether it's here or whatever, but during that week, there's a lot of cool things that happen outside of even just yeah. the moments, right? Like, <laughs> I, I got charged up when we were around the, the elk and those encounters with the cows and a couple of stocks we had that were really fun. But there's the outside stuff, the extracurriculars, you mm-hmm. know, with hunting, with yeah. um, and just this particular situation that had been really, really fun, yeah. yeah, you know?
2: just And we had the opportunity, speaking of Ryan's
1: parents, to
0: get a little blood on
2: our hands
1: yeah oh yeah
0: he got a a deer while we were there nice one yeah nice 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 mule deer buck there
2: that was my first time seeing a mule deer up close and i mean it was it was pretty cool i was very surprised about their ears
0: yeah Yeah. just how big they are yeah compared to white tails yeah Uh, what about body size you know honestly it it wasn't
2: that wasn't that much different um although this year i've had you know the opportunity i've had been close up to two pretty big whitetails from the one I got and the one my buddy got so as far as body size maybe I wasn't fully uh maybe it's not a great comparison um yeah. you know last year I think I had a, a doe or a couple of does that were they'd feel dressed out to about 110 pounds maybe mm. and uh so yeah probably
0: probably pretty similar yeah yeah well there's and I think it would probably depend on the region of the country Absolutely. that you got either of those those deer from but yeah yeah, no, it was cool. I mean, even just, like, sitting around skinning an animal um, and just, like, you know, taking care of it and processing it with a couple beers yeah. you know, with the headlights on it. It's yeah. it's classic, man. Yeah. Got to love it. And, I don't know, like, just with uh, with mountain hunting, that, that particular situation where my dad got it and um, brought it back to the house, like, basically skin on. Yep. I, I feel like you don't a lot of times you don't get that with uh hunting in the mountains like you know i killed the bear this year i killed the doe deer and um both of those circumstances and and the elk that i've i've been on the hunt that was successful um you know you're skinning the whole thing out there you're cutting it up out there so like once once you get back to the atv that experience is done mm-hmm. but like i don't know there's mm-hmm. something really cool about it, and uh, I feel like it's more of an Eastern thing yeah. Um, about sitting around a truck, skinning a deer. It kind of reminds me of like our old hunting camps and I'm yeah. sure it reminds you guys of yours. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think that that gives you the opportunity for that sense of community too mm-hmm. around it. Right. So like obviously trucks are new and hanging it from a tree might be a new technique. I don't know, yeah. but I'm sure that's been done for, you know, you bring it back to camp or you make camp next to where you killed. Mm-hmm. Right ancestors did it that way and so it's probably i think about that a lot as i get older i think about those like why i feel the way i do in certain situations mm-hmm. and some of that i think comes back to that like that's the way we are yeah. you know we're kind of tuned for that stuff and so w- that that sort of euphoria you get just mm-hmm. being around we didn't we weren't the ones that even killed the deer yeah we didn't but we i had cool feelings like i was yeah. like man this is sweet like this is fun we got blood on our hands we got to help drag you know all those things and yeah. and then uh just i'll sit around and, and brian got a get out his techniques from the Ohio, you know, his, his, uh, whitetail techniques I how to get it it done. So that was cool. Yeah.
0: Well, and just the whole hunting camp thing, it, uh, you know, hunting solo is, can be fun. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding, you know, if you get something, uh, if you're on your own, but I, I think I definitely like hunting with other people more, you know, it's just like you get back to camp and, if you're hunting solo you get back to camp and it's kind of it's kind of lonely it could be a -hmm. a little bit of a drag um but uh if you're if you're with people it it just makes that it it just completes the whole experience you know you have a have a beer have a you know cook a meal cook something delicious we had some really good meals that brought riley brought some antelope we had some whitetail we had some mule deer some bear yeah all that good stuff so those are my
1: favorite yeah that's the cool i hope we keep that tradition alive no matter what we do yeah is is we've been doing that the last couple years is like the first day we just all because we all have experiences before this right Mm -hmm. so it's like we've all had hunts and things like that and so coming together and being able to share i love cooking wild game for people um trying new recipes and, and and seeing people's reaction and and i think owen hadn't had antelope before Mm -hmm. that was cool to watch him eat it and and get that flavor because it's it's like one of those things like i think again as you get older you think more about the experience of it than the actual and so that takes a lot of forms for me my kids i think about when i'm taking them out hunting it's almost better Mm -hmm. you know but at the same time you can have that in a lot of ways even if you don't have kids you know sharing that meal sharing the meat sharing the experiences you've you've been gracious to us and sharing all the different i mean we're definitely newbies to this stuff and so the techniques and the you know the pace (laughs) all all this stuff no it's been it's been fun so that's the not to get too sentimental but i think also i'm gonna say it's the third time a part of getting older is when i was a kid i i that's a dream of mine is to have like a minnesota deer camp you know or iowa deer camp or whatever Mm -hmm. that's what i grew up in and so as you get older, those are the things you start to relish in. Yeah. You know? And you yeah. think back on and it's like, yeah, it's the animal and it's that's big reason why I'm 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 all about putting it on the walls, because it reminds you of that. Yeah. But those memories go beyond that. You know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. Man, I'm sentimental today, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, jeez. Yeah,
0: it's all good, man. It's what happens when you're on day day six. Yeah. Right. But I, I think the other thing is like that has made this trip different than last year was I think we all have full freezers right we got yeah. meat in the freezer yeah. which for me that's that's the biggest reason that i i hunt obviously yep. is just to to be able to cook it and so once that is taken care of i feel like this trip has been a little bit less more stress-free last mm-hmm. year was archery it was like the first one um you know nobody had filled any tags yet so we were all kind of like well i guess i guess riley had mm-hmm. um but uh but you know it was kind of more like ah oh, shit man we're not not seeing anything yeah. this is a failure and it was like my one elk tag because it was mm-hmm. the the a tag your one elk tag yep. um yep. whereas this trip has been my second elk hunt and i've done a done a few more trips so i think i, I kind of like that that about this trip is that it's less stressful in terms of trying to be successful obviously we, we want to be successful but just a little bit you know the 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 actual killing of an animal is not as much of a priority. It's more like trying to have good experiences, yeah. Which I think we've we've had some great Absolutely. ones.
2: So I think uh, maybe one of my favorite parts was yesterday when we were on that, um, you know, whatever small herd. Mm-hmm. Um, they bedded down, and then you know we kind of took off in search of something we could actually hunt, like a mm-hmm. bull, and then. Riley and I came back to that spot and we checked on them and and they were still there and uh, there was a cow that was curled up like a dog. I mean, yeah. it, she had her head down, you know, kind of tucked into her sleeping. belly and, you know, you could tell that she was just about as tired as I was.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, hey, yeah. they're they're out doing it twenty four seven three six five. We're we're do we get to do it? We have the we have the pleasure. We have the. We we lucked out that we don't have to be
1: doing that twenty four seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we talked about that one night, well, a couple nights ago about that's like uh, a thing you think about when you go up to it. You know, you you kill an animal, you go up to it, you you know, respectful and all that. You pay your respects or whatever. But there's that moment where you're like, wow, this thing has been doing this for how many ever years, right? However old the animal is, just living in hot, living in cold, living high, living low. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It, yeah. it's amazing like that when you're when you're suffering and you think about it like at least i can go home you know yeah they're just one you you
0: see like uh like this time of year right like those those elk that were bedded <clears throat> yesterday i mean we're all cold we got three layers on yeah. where it's windy but these elk are looking for the shady spots yeah. right. they're like oh man this right is hot. in the snow <laughs> yeah right in the snow just laying down right in the snow yeah and uh man it's just it's so brutal and the nights you know they're just they're finding a uh, a tree or or you know right now they're probably going hitting hay fields just getting all the calories they can yeah. um but you know they're they're out there living it in this weather and we get to go back home in a couple of days and watch TV and shit yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's pretty nuts man it's, animals don't have too much time to
2: feel sorry for themselves no oh,
0: no they really you. don't especially out here but well, yeah, man. Well, it's uh it's getting to be about that time where I'm feeling ready for a walk. Oh, I thought yeah, we were gonna I thought it was nap time. <laughs> we could do naps. We could do naps. I misread the situation. Sorry, guys. Yeah. yeah. We got three hours before shooting light ends, so Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's about that time.
0: Yeah. Maybe we, we can make something happen. nap tomorrow on the car ride home. Yeah. yeah.
1: But one of us can. Yeah, yeah. It'll be me.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Brian's driving. Oh yeah. Right on. Well, Wish us luck out there, people. Yeah. Peace. Peace. See you guys.